up, Raider Nation football fans? Welcome to episode three of the Raiders Empire podcast. If you're a new listener, my name is Devin DeLeon, alongside my co-host, Jake Reggio. Jake, what's happening, bro? What's going on, brother? Good to be back. Good to be back, man. First off, uh, some news this week. The Raiders officially signed cornerback Prince of Mucamara, uh, finally filling that void of a veteran presence on our young cornerback room. Uh, we talked about the possibility of getting a Gunther guy like Denard or Kirkpatrick last time we were on the pod, and it appears that we talked to Dre Kirkpatrick first, but ultimately he wanted too much money, so we snagged the guy I would have preferred anyway, and Prince, Prince of Mucamara. Uh, what are your thoughts on the signing, Jake? Yeah, man, super excited about this pickup. Uh, had to clear some way. We waved Nick Nelson off, got Prince, and I also agree, man. I think he's a better signing than Dre. I like what he's done in Chicago. I think he's a great pickup. Yeah, I loved what he did in Chicago. Um, kind of last year, uh, production dipped, but he's only one year removed from a monster year uh, in 2018-19 season. So uh, I'm excited to see what he can do. I'm glad we got the veteran guy. Prince uh, uh, Mukamara was on my list of guys, but I, I never really thought we'd sign him just because I figured, you know, there are, ch- there are cheap veteran options that have experience with our defensive coordinator and I thought for sure we'd be going after Denard or Kirkpatrick, but uh, I'm glad we didn't because Kirkpatrick won way more money, and I think Amukamara is the safest veteran on the market right now besides someone like Logan Ryan who wants around $9 million, and that's uh, too much for us, but right. I love the signing. And I, I think him and Arnett are going to switch uh, switch out a lot early on. We got a great piece for a great price. Uh, it's going to help these young guys develop this season, uh, especially with the crazy amount of wide receiver talent that we play, especially early on. So I think that's going to be great uh, for the Raiders and even better for Damon Arnett. Yep, absolutely, man. And there's definitely no shortage of wide receiver talent on this schedule, I'll tell you that. <laughs> that's for sure. We're going to get right into that. Uh, let's get right into the main topic of this pod today, and let's just um, kind of go through each and every game this season. We're just going to predict, predict our uh, win total and our final scores I know it's way too early, obviously. There's camps that we have to go through still, and you know players are going to get signed and cut, and rosters aren't finalized and everything. But we're just going to go just right now with what we have and what's available to us just to kind of predict game by game what's going to happen. You can go ahead and start week one at Carolina Panthers. What do you think? Week one at Carolina. I'm so excited, man. Let's just get that off the plate. <laughs> I mean, it, oh, that's going to be awesome. I think it's a great game for us, too, honestly. I think it's going to test a lot of our skills, man. Uh, we're definitely going to have to hold C-Mac to not score in at least. I think it's good if we don't let him score three times, to be totally honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I honestly have this a win for us. I think it's a must win. I think we got to start off a season with a win at Carolina because our schedule really doesn't get easier at all. I mean, um, and we just have to score to keep up. And it's going to be a real test for these linebackers. No doubt, man. I agree. Um, I was saying that, uh, you know, I think our run defense is really something that we can kind of lean on in in our defense uh, as a whole, um, especially with the addition of Malik Collins. Stopping C-Mac is definitely going to be the the biggest test for this young Raiders defense, Uh, especially in the passing games. I'm more concerned about that because historically we haven't been able to contain running backs or out of the backfield or contain tight ends uh i would love to see us you know attack their linebackers because obviously they don't have luke keekley anymore 
they did add, you know, Tier Whitehead. So maybe this is a Tier Whitehead, Tier Whitehead, a uh, revenge game. But I think Waller's gonna have a monster game oh, that God. that week. And um, obviously they're missing Bradbury, Gerald McCoy too. So they have a lot of rookies. They drafted all defensive rookies this year. But yeah, I have us uh, winning there. I think it's a must win as well. We need to go in uh, to this season starting off strong. And if we can't beat the Panthers week one, especially with the confusion kind of. You know they're a confusing team. They just signed Bridgewater. They're supposed to, he's supposed to be his fran- their franchise quarterback. Uh, if he can't replicate the success he had in New Orleans, there's going to be some question marks. So I think uh, we have to attack a team that's kind of fresh chemistry-wise and has a lot of young players. And if we can't beat a young Panthers team uh, week one, then it, it, it won't get easier from there. That's for sure. I agree, man. That's a sneaky good coaching staff over there, though. Uh, oh, one, I like the Matt Rule hiring. Right? I, yeah, that's the only thing I'm worried about. But, um, yeah, it's a must-win for us, and um, I think it's a great game for week one, man. I think it's just one of those week one games that's super intriguing. I, I wrote an article about, you know, all these things, so if you guys haven't checked that out, go ahead and, and take a look at it. It's on the website under the articles and blog. But um, yeah, I got the Raiders in this one, 24-17. I think it's gonna be they're gonna keep it sneaky close, just because McCaffrey is is a guy that's gonna obviously score some points, and I think DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson on the outside is gonna be a good test for the young Raiders secondary in Week One. Yep. All right, Week Two versus New Orleans Saints at home, the first game ever in Allegiant Stadium in the Death Star. This is going to be a crazy game. You know, I, I'm going to go right out and say it. I have us winning this game. Every year there are games yep. that shouldn't be won, that teams win, and there are games that should be cakewalks that teams lose. And I think this is going to be one of those head scratchers where people are, are you know, pe- there's no way we should win this game. Drew Brees is coming into a brand-new stadium. But I, I like this game for us. I think we're always kind of fired up early in the season, too. We perform better early in the season, yeah. especially when things are on the line, like, you know, last year we had a lot to prove in, in Oakland uh, after the whole Antonio Brown debacle. And we went out there and we kicked ass. And I loved how we played that game. And that's kind of the main reason I think we're going to go into a brand new place with a, a new, like, roster and reloaded. And I think we're going to surprise some people. And I think we're going to have a really, really well-coached game. And I think we're going to win as the underdogs. What do you think? Could I have said it better, Devin? I mean... I think this is going to be one of those pure adrenaline wins for us, man. Yeah. It's going to be our first game in Vegas. The lights are going to be shining on Monday night. It's going to be awesome, man. And I think the Raiders are going to come out with a dub, to be totally honest. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> I, I kind of compare it to the London game against Chicago. I mean, early in the season with a team that, you know, performed well last year and uh, has historically been performing well every year. Um, I have us winning a tight one, 25-24, and it's going to be our first 2-0 start since 2002 when we went to the Super Bowl. So, Yeah, I think it would be huge for us to start out 2-0, and I think it's honestly possible. Yeah, we just got to contain Drew Brees. Obviously, that's going to be a huge test. Michael Thomas, Drew Brees, and now Emmanuel Sanders for these young cornerbacks. They're going to have their work cut out for them, as well as the run game containing Camara is going to be crazy, but... Crazier things have happened, and uh, I give us, yeah, like you said, just the adrenaline's going to be pumping, and we're going to be in a new place, and we're going to want to come out kind of guns blazing. So I, I give us the win on this one. 100%. All right, week three, we're off to New England, off to Foxborough. 
feels a little early to head off so far east, but yeah, we're doing it in week three. What do you think, man? This is a game that you know. I feel like there's. I feel like this team, the Patriots in general, is there's two sides of this spectrum, and I don't think there's a there's really a center. I think people either think Belichick is going to lead this team, they believe in Stidham, they're going to leave him believe, uh, lead them to the playoffs, or this is going to be a four and twelve, five and eleven rebuilding team. And I don't have an opinion really on the Patriots' record. I think we go in and we take this game. And I think it's going to be a little bit of a letdown. I think we're going to win the game, but it, at what cost? You know, no more Tom Brady. It'll be nice to beat a, a Belichick and and the Patriots just because of the history between our organizations. But it's going to feel a little empty without Brady there, especially if we get a win. But, yeah, they lost players like Brady, Van Noy, Dorsett, Jamie Collins, Danny Shelton. They're losing pieces left and right. Uh, they had an, an interesting draft, to say the least. But, you know, this is still uh, in Gillette, and the coaching staff is way too good to be overlooked. And uh, I think we take a 22-17 to 17 win, and I think it's closer than it should be just because of, you know, the pure talent on the coaching staff and McDaniels and everything. But it's not going to be easy, and I, I think this game is getting overlooked for sure. Yeah, I a lot of people aren't going to like this, I feel like. But I, I just... I don't doubt Bill, Bill Belichick, man, and I don't doubt the Patriots much. And I just feel like we always have a little trouble heading out east. This could be a little letdown for us. I mean, rolling with two wins, but going out east isn't easy, and playing at Gillette still isn't going to be easy. And they still have those good pieces, man. They still have um, a good secondary. They're, they're still pretty. They still have decent offensive weapons. Once they get Nikhil Harry back in, get him rolling, I think they'll be all right. But I think we play them well. I think it's a sloppy game on both sides, to be totally honest, because that's what just usually happens when you play the Patriots. You just get forced into that that kind of football. But um, I think it's close. But I I could honestly see this going either ways. I just put a L besides it. One hundred percent, man. Uh, there is no way that any of the nation should be underestimating the power of Bill Belichick, um, especially when they have foundational pieces still on the team like Edelman. Um, they got their their whole running back committee still there, Michelle, James White. There's still going to be forces out of the backfield. Um, yeah, this is going to be a toe-to-toe game. Uh, I definitely think it's going to be close. I think it is going to be sloppy, and I think Stidham will carve us up just because we have issue for whatever reason against young developing quarterbacks. I mean – I, I could see this being a Drew Locke situation like last year in Week 17. Yeah, 100%. It's just going to be, I mean, like we said earlier, we have no idea, but I just have a feeling this might be a sloppy New England football game. that we get For sure, man. Yeah. It's not easy to play New England. All right, on to Week 4. We play Buffalo at home. I have a loss to the Buffalo Bills at home. I just think... Uh, Josh Allen is going to use his legs a little bit more than we're used to, and it's going to be hard to contain him. And, I mean, Stephon Diggs and John Brown are not going to be easy for Arnett or not going to be easy for uh, Trayvon Mullen or Mukamara or whoever's out there. So uh, especially Cole Beasley in the slot, too. We're going to have – that's going to be a test for Joyner or Robertson, whoever we have there uh, during this game. But I think the Bills' defense, you can't overlook them either. They're going to shut us down, I think. Um, I think it'll be a sloppy sloppy game, especially if we are rolling with three wins that I have so far. Uh, I know you're 2-1 right now, but if 
if we have those three wins, we're going to get cocky, I think. They're going to force some three and outs. And I think it'll be one of those games that we see kind of consistently with the Raiders where we'll go into halftime, 14-14, 14-17, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, there'll still be some optimism left. And I think the Bills just come out firing in the second half and kind of take over the game. Yeah, man, typical first-half Raider football. I th- Yeah, I also have a loss for us against Buffalo. I, Buffalo's a good team, man. I think they're going to win that division this year. And they're, yeah, I think they got better, if anything. And I think they're going to come in and I think they're going to give us a run for our money. And I hope they're going to be ready, man, because I don't think we're going to roll over in this game at all. I think it's going to, I think all of our games are going to be competitive this year, man. I, I really don't see any blowouts, but I see Buffalo getting a sneaky edge in this one. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think especially because Jacobs, if, is Jacobs is kind of our, our offensive centerpiece. We need to get that guy rolling, and, and you see we win games that way. Yeah. Uh, if the Bills the Bills have a stout run defense, and if they can shut Jacobs down, um, it's going to be hard for us to attack him through the air. So, Right, yeah. Jacobs sets up everything, 100%. All right, brother. What do you think week five at Kansas City? The first time we are at Kansas City before December <laughs> since October of 2013. I know, man. Hopefully Derek doesn't have to break out the hand warmer too soon. It's Kansas City. It's in Arrowhead. Super Bowl champs, man. It's tough. I mean, it's tough to say we're going to come out and win this ball game. That's all I'm saying. This is the game everyone dreads going into Kansas City. Uh, I mean, it's regardless of Derek Carr's record uh, in Arrowhead or in cold weather games, uh, or anything like that. I mean, it's yeah. just hard for the best of teams to go into Arrowhead right now and get a win against KC. So, yeah, I mean, I think 31 teams don't go in and win this game right now, to, right? Like, yeah, I agree, 100%. Exactly. Patrick Mahomes is going to do what Patrick Mahomes does. They have a stout young running back who I think is going to be top three in rookie of the year voting. Yeah. Um, Clyde is going to be legit. It's going to be a, a crazy team, and I know we're working on closing the gap between this team, but, yeah, I mean, I don't think this game gives Raiders fans the uh, the sort of feeling of dread that it has the last few years just because right. we're so used to it. I think we put up a fight, but, yeah, man, I could see us losing this one by double digits. Uh, I don't see it being a, a blowout, but I see us, um, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be difficult to win there, and I don't think we win this one. Like I said, it's tough to be. I mean, it's. Not, I don't want to say it's tough to be optimistic about this game, but it's tough to think we're going to win this game. Yeah. Yeah. Chiefs um, have a a suspect defense as well, so I think we can score some points. But yeah, for some for whatever reason, our offense always sputters in KC. So if we can get rolling, yeah. I think we'll put up a fight. But you know, we gotta. That's that's easier said than done, especially after what we've seen the last few seasons. Well. Now we get into the bye week. What do you got your record at right now? I have a 3-2 and two record through five weeks going into the bye. Okay, so I'm just opposite. I got this 2-3. and three. I said I'd be happy with two wins through this five, <laughs> five games. I would too. It's tough, man. But um, I said I'd be very happy with three. I think if we have three wins through these five games, we're set up perfect. I really do. I do, too, and I love how we play kind of early in the season um, a lot of times. I mean, even in 2018 when our record wasn't, you know, good at all, it was it was all close games, and we played our better football uh, early on, even though I think we took more losses. So, 
Yeah. Yeah, and, and we're gonna need this bye week to prepare for the next game, Tampa Bay, dude, and there's <laughs> Tom Brady, dude. We gotta, we need this extra week to prepare, and I think the NFL kind of set us up nicely here to, to do some extra preparation for this absolutely insane Tampa Bay offense. This is gonna be nuts, man. Sunday night football at the Death Star. The, the fake Raiders rolling in. <laughs> yeah. Now, the fake. Um, but yeah, this this is gonna be a crazy game. I think it's gonna be a shootout, and I think we're gonna put on a show. And I, I this was so hard for me, man. This is such a hard game for me. But I have us losing a very close one to Tampa Bay at home. I do too, brother. I got I got a 35-31 Bucks win. I just. I think it's a little too much, man. I think they are absolutely loaded, ready to go. Like, I, I look at this roster, and I don't see a whole lot of holes right now, you know? There's, there's I think, optimism is just as much a factor in a game as as uh, uh, talent. I think you need to be... I think the Bucks know that they want to win this game, and especially if they start off the season strong, they're going to come in here hungry with momentum, and, you know, the Raiders, on my thing, have lost two straight. And playing the Bucks at home after two straight losses won't be any easier. And I do think it'll be a shootout because I don't think the Bucks have a very good defense at all. I think uh, at least their secondary is, is going to be very exposed. And I think it will be a shootout. I think Carr is going to have three or four touchdowns. Uh, I think Darren Waller will run all over Devin White. And I think their run defense, uh, Vita Vea kind of leading the charge, is going to be one of the only things that, you know, keeps the gap far because they're going to find ways to shut down Jacobs and and uh, Bowden and everything like that. But, right. yeah, I have a completely – it's just going to be all passing, I think, and it's going to be – both QBs are going to put on shows. And, I mean, you got to think about it. Tom Brady's throwing to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and those two – you know, all pro receivers are going to be going against our young, our young secondary. And I think this might be a welcome to the NFL moment for these young guys, which is kind of a scary sight. Yeah, man, there's a lot of talent on that offensive side of ball. And yeah, it's going to be crazy, man. I, I'm just thinking about how, how expensive a ticket will be to go this game. I bet you don't get in the building for less than like 800 bucks. Man, I would love to be there for this one. For sure. Yeah, this is going to be one of the craziest <laughs> night football games of the year. I guarantee. I'll tell you what, my my this game will definitely dictate my mood for the next week if we lose to Tom Brady again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. With that being said, we go to Cleveland to take on the Browns in Week Eight. What do you have for this one? I have this as a Raider win. I think this is a big bounce back win for us. Um, I think we're just, I think Cleveland is all I'm, everybody knows I'm not a huge Cleveland fan. I just think they're one of the most smoking mirrors, smoking mirrors, man. Dysfunctional Cleveland Browns are not going to have a eight wins this year. Yeah. I think this is a Raider win, man. I think this is a big win for us and going to be huge if we go out to Cleveland after a tough loss to Tampa Bay and get a win. There you go, man. Shifter. The momentum shifter, for sure. There you go. Uh, yeah, man, just like uh, you had on the Patriots, um, I have us losing this one. I think 
I, I, I like the Stefanski hiring for the Browns. And I actually like Baker a lot. And I think Baker's going to have a, a bounce back season this year. Um, I also love the addition of Austin Hooper. And Joku is a great player, but he hasn't really been productive and shown that much. Um, and I think their offense is so stacked that, you know, they're going to find ways to feed feed Chubb the ball. Kareem Hunt has a history against us as well. They're going to find ways to get it to the tight end. And I think, uh, you know, this is – we have upgraded our linebacking core. Even our front seven is completely different with Malik Collins and guys like Arden Keyback. But, yeah, I think they're going to – find ways to expose our weaknesses, which historically has been, uh, you know, pass catching running backs out of the backfield and tight ends. And they have plenty of those. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry isn't going to be easy for Arnett and Mullen and uh, Mukamara as well. But yeah, I don't think this is going to be a, a disheartening loss, even though I have it as my, my fourth straight loss for us. Um, I just I like the Stefanski hiring, and I think Stefanski's gonna find a way to at, at the very least get that offense rolling. So yeah, I have us losing 24-17, but I think it's gonna be probably an underwhelming game. Yeah, I mean I could definitely see it both ways. I think it's a letdown spot. I well I don't know if you'd call it a letdown spot. What you said, I think you think Cleveland's gonna be pretty successful this year, but yeah, I think this would be a huge win for us though, man. I think we can definitely get the job done, too. I think it's going to be the uh, give, uh, just for fun, man, give Demarius Randall a pick here. I'll give him a pick against Baker. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> give him one, man. Baker will throw at least two, so we'll, we'll, we should be set. Um, <laughs> how about week nine? We head to our home stadium in Los Angeles and take on the card. I have our redeeming win here against the division rivals. And the first thing I said on the – on the article, is I said, is this still considered an away game? <laughs> they're basically building us a second stadium in L.A. Uh, yeah, no, the Raider Nation's going to take over this completely, and they're going to find ways to welcome Tyrod Taylor and Justin Herbert to the starting lineup, whoever it's going to be. And I think through eight games, they'll have who their starter is and everything cleared out of the way. But regardless, it's the first year in a new team, but... Don't ever underestimate that Chargers secondary, especially with the addition of Chris Harris and just that absolutely nasty pass rush. They're going to find ways to get turnovers. I see them getting two or three turnovers against us. But I have a I have a win against them, 21-14. to 14. Um, Yeah, Derwin James comes back as well, so it's not going to be easy for Derek Carr in this offense. But Yeah, man, um, I, I also got a win for us. I think I have us beaten the Chargers twice this year just because – me too. <laughs> well, man, I really do. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a typical Raider Chargers game, man. It's it's going to be close for sure. It's it's um, there's going to be turnovers. Yeah, they have a great secondary back there and they did make a lot of adjustments. But uh, yeah, I'll ultimately see us getting the job done out in L.A. It's going to be a big battle in the trenches in the trenches, bro. It's going to I think it's all rest on the shoulders of Colton Miller and and Trent Brown, to be honest with you. Yeah, we'll see if they step up, man. And Derek. So, so yeah, 100%, especially against that gnarly secondary. Yeah, man. They're always sneaky good back there. They really are. All right, brother. Through 9 weeks, what do you have the record at? Through 9 weeks, we are 4 and 4. I have him in the exact same spot, four and four. Not bad, all things considered, with our division, divisional talent and 
everything like that. And especially, I know people always go into it about kind of strength of, of the schedule. And we're playing against a top three division in the NFL. We're playing teams that got significantly better, no matter what their record was last year, including the Bucks. So yeah. I think this is all things considered a new stadium, new team reloaded. I think this is a good place to be four and four going into week 10 versus Denver at home. Yeah, man, I would also be pretty pumped to be in the four and four spot here being against Denver at week 10. And I think we improved that record to five and four in week 10. I think we beat Denver at home. Uh, this is honestly just one of those gut check games. I think, I think we have one of our biggest rivals rolling into our new stadium in Vegas. And this is a must win for us, man. We usually split with Denver, but I think this is one of those years that uh, we need to beat Denver at home. hundred percent. I agree completely. I have us winning too. I have us going five and four. Uh, I don't think AJ Bouye replacing Chris Harris is as, as good as everyone's talking about. AJ Bouye historically needs a clear cut cornerback one aside from him to produce well. So I think we're going to go in there and it's going to be a wide receiver battle on both teams. They have Hamler and Judy after the draft, along with Corden Sutton. Um, they have that the tight end they drafted along with Noah Fant. And a young Drew Locks. They're going to be a young team. They're going to be explosive. They're, they're kind of, I feel like, in the same boat as us almost. I, I think we are more similar as teams than people like to give us credit for. So this is, we're two very similar teams, and it's just going to be a battle. And uh, I expect Darren Waller and Jacobs to have huge games this game. Yeah, man. This is going to be, I, I'm super excited for this game. And, yeah, they did get, we're in very similar spots. Um, young receivers, man. Uh, we both have quarterbacks to prove something. Unproven it's secondary. Yeah, man. I give us the 30 to 21 dub over Denver. Yeah, I think it's going to be, I think we win by two scores. I do. No, I think everything goes out the window when you're playing a rival, and it's just going to be a battle no matter what. Uh, we could be 4 and 12, and they could be 12 and 4, and I think it's still going to be a battle every time we go in. To Denver and every time they come into Vegas now so agreed it never changes speaking of rival week 11 versus Kansas City at home Patrick Mahomes the best quarterback in the league comes into the Death Star to play a revamped Raiders team with a revamped stadium what do you think about this one and Patrick Mahomes does Patrick Mahomes yet again um, I think they're going to come in and I think they're going to hand the Raiders another home loss. Um, I just think it's Kansas City once again, man. If they stay healthy, they're going to keep rolling, man. It's it's tough to beat this team. This is a Sunday night game, too. Um, yeah, that's great. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be more competitive. I think all our home games will be. But uh yeah, it's, it's just tough to beat the Chiefs once again. I agree, man. The momentum that we have going in here, too, can't be overlooked. I have us losing as well. But, you know, especially if we lose the first time we play them in Kansas City, I think this might be an enough-is-enough game for Derek. Um, he might be pissed off. I think the team will be pissed off. Gruden will be pissed off. Uh, this is our home. I have them coming in here, and I have us battling it out, actually. I think the Chiefs win at 38-28, but I think it's going to be 
a, a one score game until the end and then i think the chiefs are just going to roll roll away with it within like two or three minutes but yeah i think we're just going to fall just short but it's never easy to play the chiefs again at their arrival so everything kind of goes out the window but i mean they're the best team in the league right now until proven otherwise so on a Sunday night game, I don't think we're going to get embarrassed, but I do think it will be a loss. Yeah, I agree, man. Um, week 11, it's a divisional game, and all those games are going to be competitive down the stretch. So one score game, 10 points, I think is about right. Awesome, man. Going into week 12, we go to Atlanta. What do you have for this one? I have us dropping a game at Atlanta. I think this is a pretty tough um, two-game away stretch that we have. Sneaky tough two-game away stretch. Um, It's going to be a long travel out to Atlanta. And they have some talent on the offensive side of the ball, as we all know. And it's going to be yet another challenge for this Raider secondary, I think. Yeah, I have us losing here, too. I think the Falcons are... One of the most overlooked teams consistently. They're rec- they're better than the record shows almost every single year. So I think Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Todd Gurley. Um, I think that's going to be difficult enough as it is. The one bright spot is they allowed over 110 rush yards per game. So I have Jacobs going going off and keeping us in this game. But yeah, I think it's going to be a shootout. I think we can expose their secondary a little bit. Uh, I think we can get the ground game going. So I think it's just going to be a high-scoring game. I have us losing 38-34, but not for a lack of trying. Yeah, I think you're pretty much spot on there. Um, it's just going to come down to a little bit too much on the for our defense, I think. I think we're going to score with them, but I think we're going to lose by a close margin. Yeah, 100%. I think the, the it'll come down to a wide receiver battle in the end. Quarterback... Uh, who I think I think Matt Ryan and and Derek Carr are, are kind of similar QBs the way they play the game. Yeah, I could. Yeah, and this this is one of those games where I could put a win next to it easily too. It's going to be a very close game, and we'll see. We move to New York to take on the Jets in Week 13. Always a tricky spot for us. Uh, what do you think, Dev? Listen, man, this game I think can't come any sooner just because of the a complete and utter embarrassment from last year. Sam Darnold chewed us up and spit us out, dude. That was completely brutal and, and had no business being there, especially with the momentum we had last year. I think we come in here and it's a 10 a.m. winter game in New Jersey. It's not going to be easy, especially for Derek Carr, but I think we win this one 27-17. I think it's a two-score game. I think we expose them. I don't have that much faith in Darnold or Gase. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is going to be hard just because he's so good out of the backfield, especially receiving balls. But, uh, yeah, dude, Jamison Crowder, Denzel Mims, I think we can shut those guys down, and and I think we can win this one by two scores. Yeah, um, I've been going back and forth with this one, but I think we, I think this is a must win for us, man, especially after last year. It's hard. I feel like this is always one of those trap games, you know? It's just one of those games we go out east, and it's just it's tough for us. But I also agree that we I, we got to get the job done. I think Derek's going to come back with a revenge game. And, yeah, I how can you trust Gase, man? I think Gase is terrible. 
Um, I, I, I like Darnold. I'm a USC guy. I give Darnold credit. But, um, yeah, I think we're going to go out, and I think we're going to beat the Jets. We need I'll tell you to- what, man. A loss here would be – another loss here would be pretty painful. It would not be good. It, <laughs> that wouldn't be great. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> All right. Through 13 weeks, what do you have them at, the record? I have us at six and seven here. Six and seven going into so at Indy we you think we take the L in Indy or at home versus Indy? Oh yeah, yeah. I think I think we're gonna take an L to Indy, man. I actually have us winning at home against Indianapolis just because Philip Rivers. I think we know how to get in his head by now. We're at home the the black hole is not going to hesitate to welcome Rivers back, you know? We're used to, we we played all the all the Colts weapons last year. They just added Rivers, who were completely... I, I'm more concerned about playing Jacoby Brissett than I am against Rivers, you know what I mean? I hear you. Um, they're not going to have Eric Ebron this year. T.Y. Hilton is going to be, and, and Pittman Jr. are going to be a fun matchup, I think, against our young secondary, but... Yeah, I think we make mistakes in this. Their running core is absolutely bonkers with Mack and Jonathan Taylor. But, yeah, I think I think this is a game to look out for our secondary in this one and our edge. I think Max Crosby's going to put the heat on Rivers all night. Um, yeah, turnovers are going to be the key to this one. And I think if any team knows how to make Phillip Rivers turn the ball over, I think it's us. So I think we get a shaky dub 21-17 at home against Phillip Rivers and the Colts. Like you said, I think it's a very shaky game, man. I think this is a pretty sneaky, tough game. I don't know many people um, know what the Colts are going to do this year, so I think it's a telltaling game of what goes on earlier in the season. But I think they're going to be a pretty good team, man. I think they, I think they have some pretty good pieces on the offensive side of the ball. I think they had a decent draft. So, um, like you said, it's going to be shaky. But I, I just think they might edge us one out. And last season, we were playing the Colts without some of their top weapons, including Malik Hooker and Darius Leonard, which are some pretty big pieces. So we're going to have to find a way to kind of get our tight ends to match up well against their stacked linebacker core. Yeah, exactly. The linebacking core is going to be interesting see how that plays out. But I think if we get Jacobs the ball, man, like we said, he's the centerpiece, so... 100%, man. I have them at 7-6 and six going into week 15 uh, at home yet again against the Chargers. What do you think about this one? Like I said, we're going to have two wins against the Los Angeles Chargers this year. It's going to be one of those games, another one of those Raider-Charger games where it's going to be sloppy, but this one's at home. I think we take it. Thursday advantage. night football. Thursday night football, too. I feel like we always play the Chargers on Thursday night. That's what I was going to say. I think it's yeah. a, a little bit of a PTSD thing for half the team. <laughs> exactly. Uh, from last year, they're going to want to – the Chargers are really going to want to beat us this year on Thursday night. Yeah, but that's not going to happen in Vegas. I'll tell you that. I, yeah. I'm very confident that we beat the Chargers twice this year. Yeah, I agree. Regardless, I think, I think we come in here and I think we win. Uh, I think the key to this game is the Chargers have – a very stout, hard-hitting linebacker core that includes the new addition, Kenneth Murray, Denzel Perryman as well. Uh, but Great. we have some solid tight ends, one of the best cores in the league. And and I think 
you know, this our tight end core is going to expose that linebacker, and they're going to be the keys to this one, getting Darren Waller and Moreau the ball, uh, especially in the red zone when we we need to capitalize the most. But, yeah, I mean, they're going to have their starter. It's going to be ironed out. It's going to be late in the season. Um, everything's going to be falling into place for the Chargers. But, again, it all goes out the window when we're playing the division rivals, and I think we get a 34-27 victory at home. And now I think one of the most – underrated and interesting games we have this year week 16 versus miami at home uh what do you think about this interesting rebuilding uh but a lot of solid pieces miami team yeah man i'm excited to see what happens with miami um it's gonna be interesting whether see if they go to see if they um go to tua right away or not and even i feel like if anything tua might be playing week 16 this is going to be an interesting team to watch preseason. I'm going to say we get the dub here and I'm going to say we do it fairly convincingly. I'm not going to sleep on this Miami team till I see them play. I think Tua, I'd put some money that Tua is going to be starting by week 16, especially if they ease him in uh, with Fitzpatrick. I think by week 10, he'll be out there. Um, So he'll be relatively comfortable uh, even though he's a young player, but Listen, man, this is this should be a laid-back victory, I think. But it's never the case with us. And they have some stout pieces that they added this year. I mean, look at their secondary. Byron Jones, Xavier Howard, uh, Ig- Noah Igbenogany from the draft. Yeah. Um, and now they're playing with guys like Shaq Lawson, Eric Rowe. Uh, I mean, dudes that, they get that still have... They get Van added, too. They're, yeah. Yeah, they're not a, they're not a joke team. I, I don't underestimate them for a second um especially their their running back core is matt breed and jordan howard and Ke- and kaylin ballage and i still think that's enough to keep us on our toes their wide receiving core uh isn't exactly scary to me i think we're going to be fine uh through the air but tua can do stuff with his legs i think i kind of compare this to our cincinnati game last year what should have been an easy victory was yep. anything but i mean max crosby kept us in that game single-handedly but I think we walk away with a 24-20 win. Not an easy win. I think I think they're better than the Bengals are last year, and I think our team is going to be, I think, sleeping on this team a little bit. So, I'm very excited to watch this team play. One of the teams I'm paying really close to close attention to, and I I just want to see how Tua does at the NF in the NFL. Man, I think it's going to be super cool to watch. Moving on, last game of the year, we go to. The Mile High Stadium, Denver, Colorado. What do you think? Unfortunately, you know, this is a time we might be playing for the playoffs. We might be going for the playoffs right now. We might we might be playing against Denver for that last wild card spot. That would be just the craziest story to go in uh, against this team. You know, imagine if, if both of our teams are are – Eight and seven. Or nine and six or eight and seven or, or right. whatever going for that last spot. And and we need to go into mile high against Denver to walk out with the W and make the playoffs. I think that's an interesting scenario, but uh, unfortunately, I, I give us the loss here. I just think the Raiders always have one of these. This is kind of like my Saints game. I think people are going to be expecting us to win this. People are going to be expecting us, especially if we're the better team come this point in the season. But I think it all goes out the window when we play these guys, and I think 
Denver is going to be fired up for a win, and uh, I think it's going to be difficult to, to win there. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better. Um, I just feel like we always split with these guys. As tough as it is to say, um, I also have a loss for us here in Week 17 to Denver. It's just it, we always split with Denver, man. Last year, for great example, I, I would have bet all my money to say we don't lose that game. But it's just Denver. That's what happens. And this could be a win, man. Like like you said, it's divisional. Whatever happens, happens. But I, I think we might drop one here in Week 17. And this could have a lot of playoff implications. So, Yeah, it's going to be heartbreaker for sure if we lose this one. But... I think that the, the Broncos know our tricks like nobody else, and it's going to be difficult to, to go in there, especially in December in Denver, to win a game. January, actually, especially in January in Denver. It's going to be cold, it's, it's going to be rough, and it's going to be a hard-hitting game. Yeah, it's not pretty here in January. Nobody wants to be <laughs> in January, I'll tell you that. All right, bro, let's hear it. Final, final record, what do you have? The Las Vegas Raiders as an 8-8 eight and eight team in 2020-21. Yeah, I have us going 9-7, and seven, so I'm not far in front of you there. But, yeah, I think 9-7 and seven would be a huge win for us, especially considering, you know, we're still getting a young team to build chemistry. We're still going to have new guys next year, but hopefully some new free agent pieces next year. Um, but I think the most important thing is if we go 9-7, and seven, I think – we keep our faith in Derek Carr for another year. I think Ruggs has an exciting year. I think Jacobs does well. Waller has another 1,100-yard season to 1,200-yard season. You know, if we miss the playoffs, but we go 9-7, and seven, I think this is a, just a huge step forward for us. Right, man. I Yeah, even with an 8-8 eight and eight record, I'm sitting here looking at this, and I'm thinking this is a successful season. I mean, this is a tough schedule. This isn't a layover schedule at all. From week seven on, it's brutal. And even our first five games, as I said, I'd be happy with two wins there. It's just grueling. But, um, yeah, I'd be happy with eight and eight. And I even see us sneaking in to ten wins. I think a lot of these you could etch out a, a W for an L or even the other way, an L for a W, you know? Yeah, I give us definitely the range of anywhere from seven to 11 wins. I think that's kind of the sweet spot right there. Uh, we're going to be a fun team to watch no matter what. So I think regardless, the the home field advantage is, is going to be new to us this year in a new stadium, but it's going to grow. And I think in year two, especially if Derek Carr uh, is that guy, if he proves to us this year, you know, with another 4,100-yard season, but but more importantly, show us that he's he's taken risks and he's he's not afraid to stretch the ball, especially when you have a weapon like Ruggs. I mean, he's got to go out there and perform and – and I think at nine and seven, that that would imply that that car performs. That would imply that our team is gluing together. And I think we have the foundation of a team to be successful. And we're gonna have fresh young guys next year, fresh free agents. And uh, I think this is where it begins to close the gap with KC if we if that's what we're going for. Yeah, that's the goal, man. Um, the foundation's there, like you said. And I mean. Either way, 2020 is going to be a huge year for the Raider franchise. I mean, just with the whole atmosphere change and everything that's going to go on that's going, that's going to happen in Vegas, it's just going to be revolutionary. 
and throw the record out the window. I can't wait for this season, man. I can't wait to watch this team. I think we're going to be one of the the funnest and most talked about teams in the league just based on the circumstances of this season. But, yeah, man, all right, we just uh, wrapped it up. We appreciate you guys for listening, for tuning in. Uh, I got a couple videos dropping on the YouTube channel pretty soon here. So uh, keep an eye out for those. But we appreciate all the love and support you guys have shown us through the first few weeks of us starting up this whole thing. It means the world to us. Yeah, right on. Thanks, everybody. Really means a lot. And we'll be back very soon. Count on that.